Hello, everyone. My name is Catherine, and welcome back to my podcast. Today, I'm going to begin with the life of Abraham and his amazing life of faith with God. Last time, I stopped at chapter eleven's account on the Tower of Babel, and right after that, it listed the family line of Shem. From this genealogy, we can see that from Shem, it went all the way to Abram. Later, he was renamed as Abraham by God. Starting from chapter twelve, the Lord said to Abram, "Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you." We need to imagine that, just like current day, if we got a call from God, like Abraham did, we'll have to leave the place we lived in and move to a completely foreign location. Some people may be able to relate to that, if you have immigrated from one country to another. Abraham had to move from home, an established household, and go on the move, and he had to live in tents. That's not only moving away from your own country and people. There's also the physical sacrifice involved. So you sacrifice the comfort of your own home. So in verse two, we see the Abrahamic covenant appear here. I actually would like to backtrack a bit and talk about the first covenant God made with man. That was between God and Noah on the Mount of Ararat, where the ark ended up after the flood. That covenant is still standing until today, and that's when God promised not to destroy the earth. Doesn't matter how badly we humans behave, and the rainbow is a reminder of that. And the rainbow, rainbow is a reminder for himself,、um, not really for us.、Uh, we get to admire the beauty of it, but、um, whether we get to live or not, it's God's will. And so that's the grace of God、uh, we got when after the flood, and we need to remember that we do not deserve God's grace, but yet He gives it. He gives it to us anyway. Okay, coming back to Abram, God said. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on the earth will blessed will be blessed through you. God's words here are very clear. There are three important things. One, God will make Abraham's descendants into a great nation because He will make Abraham's name known to everyone. Two, whoever blesses Abraham and his descendants, God will bless. Those who curse him or his descendants, God will curse. Three, this is probably the most important one out of all three. God will bless all people on earth through Abraham. This has always been God's plan for His creation, His plan for salvation to all people on the earth. He is the God of all nations, and like we have seen in previous chapters, He will bless all of His created people through Abraham. It is the same concept as the Great Commission we、uh, we see that Jesus had for His disciples in the New Testament. The plan has always been the same throughout the Old Testament to New Testament. It is to bring God's people back home, and Abraham was His vessel on earth. Uh, for this task, so Abram went in verse four and five. It says, "So Abram left, and the Lord had told him, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. 
Um, Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haram. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. From this last chapter, we know that uh, Canaan is um, the descendant of Ham. And these are the Canaanites that we see, um, the place where the descendants of Ham lived. And later we'll see that they had a notorious bad reputation uh, in the Bible as we read on. Then Abraham got to the great tree of Moriah at Shechem. Their God told Abram that to your offspring I will give you this land. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Through the journey of Abraham, we can see that he walked with God and built an altar everywhere he went in order to worship and to follow, fellowship with God and follow God. Uh, we as Christians also need to remember um, our worship and fellowship with God um, are not limited to the two hours we have on Sunday mornings. It should be constant and it should be 24-7. Like Abraham, he walked with God constantly and built altars to worship God wherever he goes. We need to do the same every day. I hear people say, I don't hear God speaking to me, even though I have been a Christian for a very long time. I think the problem may be, do you read your Bible every day and walk with God every day? Do you let God guide your day, your actions, and your thoughts like Abraham did? If you did, I'm sure God will speak to you and speak into your life like he did to Abraham. You need to be in constant communion with God and be in his presence all the time in order to walk with him. Abraham had communion with God wherever he went. In verse 8, we see again Abram went on to the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent between Bethel and Ai. These are also important locations because they will show up again later in the Bible. Okay, so yes, Ai is called Ai, just like what we call the artificial intelligence, the shorthand of it. So what a coincidence. Um... And later on, you'll see that's the place where Israelites, the descendants of Abraham, lost their battle um, later. And Ai was also known as a place, um, well, figuratively known as a place of desolation because it was a city built in the land of Canaanites, and it's a worldly representation. Okay, so again, Abraham built an altar between Bethel and Ai, and he called on the name of the Lord. This means that he worshiped God there. And you see that um, when Seth's descendants um, used the same, um, same, uh, same words as they worshiped God. So this brings up the point of worshiping God. Many, many of us associate worship with music and singing. But worshiping should be from the moment you wake up and the moment you lie, until the moment you lie down to sleep. Your worship should be throughout the whole day. Worshiping God is the most important thing we need to do every day as we grow spiritually. Because life is given by God and we are only alive when He is in our lives. For those who have become a believer, after we have accepted Jesus as our personal Savior, we repent of our sins and get baptized. 
This signifies that we have cut off our old bondages in our old selves and come out of the water of baptism like a newborn baby from a mother's womb. The Holy, then the Holy Spirit will descend on us and enable us to grow spiritually. Without any one of these things, you will not be able to grow fully in the Lord. Uh, like the well-known preacher David Paulson said, you need, to, you need all four in order to fire on all four cylinders in our Christian walk. Many people get stagnant uh, in their process of Christian life because they did not go through the entire four steps. So if you're a Christian and you feel like you have stopped your Christian growth, feel dry spiritually, maybe check yourself to see if you're meeting with God every day by reading your Bible and communicating with God through prayers.